Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It was only one win, but was that enough to turn an entire season around? Let's talk about it this Monday morning in the doghouse here on the Believe Network. Yes, it's time for another Monday morning edition of the Doghouse here with your host, David Murray, as we go over the weekend that was, and for that matter, the entire week that was for the Diamond Dogs, and the weeks that are coming up for Mississippi State, a couple of crucial ones as they host a pair of Tiger teams on consecutive weekends that will uh, likely set the course for the remainder of this season. Then again, maybe that course was set Sunday in Fayetteville, one of the most unlikely places and certainly under unlikely circumstances after Mississippi State took a pair of whippings Friday and Saturday, well, combined score 20 to 6, something like that. Give them credit. They come back on Sunday. They set the pace offensively. Yes, only one run at a time, but a home run at a time. Arkansas has to play catch up in those regards. And Arkansas never takes the lead. And state bullpen pitching comes through for one of the first really serious times this season. A seal of victory in 12 innings, and the dogs come back. Yes, still a game under 500 in the SEC. Uh, then again, who isn't under 500 in the SEC at this point? In fact, only four teams aren't. We have the division leaders, unbeaten Tennessee, who is on a house of fire. Goodness, did they look good in the series against Vanderbilt? And um, you have Arkansas leading here in the Western Division, now 6-2 and two after taking the loss to the Bulldogs, another loss to Missouri, one of those go-figure games that always happens here in early SEC season. And of all people, Auburn is sitting there 5-4. and four. So That means that Mississippi State is one of, what, six teams now tied for fifth place overall in the SEC? They're certainly in a five-team tie for third in the SEC West because everybody that isn't named Arkansas and Auburn is four and five at the moment. You talk about a logjam after three weekends. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this, certainly in a modern 30-game season SEC campaign. But a bigger picture, of course, state is just 17-12 overall. And so one win at Arkansas didn't turn any records around in that regard. But did it turn a mindset around for the team? I, it may have turned a mindset around for some fans who were about to be really frustrated expecting a third straight sweeping at the cleats, I guess you'd say, of the Razorbacks. Didn't happen. Mississippi State made sure it didn't happen. Just a bunch of gritty, gutty guys decided they were going to go against all the grain of the first two nights and were able to win. Now, maybe the springboard of that, you can go as far back as last week when they're at Memphis, are no hit for five innings, five ugly innings, come out, bash a couple of home runs at Memphis' expense, and cruise from there to a victory that let them be two and two for the week. What that does for the team's RPI, we'll find out later this morning. State was 102 going into the series. Arkansas, by the way, was 25. So just winning one on the road against a team like the Razorbacks hopefully, finally pulls the Diamond Dogs back into double digits again after all those ugly over early season losses that pushed them down past 100 mark. Yes, being in double digits itself is far, far from certain of NCAA tournament invitation, but do keep in mind that the RPI is an awkward beast at times. Uh, who plays who, who beats who, who lost to who, and who didn't play who factors into that, and it means that... Uh, 
it, let's give it to the end of the month and we'll have a better idea of where state stands as far as RPI and their shot and return to the NCAA tournament. Just the fact that we're talking about having to play to return the NCAA tournament is an issue for another day because this is, after all, the defending national champions. But sometimes you just have that sort of season, and so far it's been that sort of season for the Diamond Dogs. Injuries, as you know, some hard losses, uh, disruptions to the batting order, trying to figure out a rotation, trying to figure out who relieves when against what. Just all sorts of things that Coach Chris Lamones and his staff have spent now over a month trying to figure out. Well, we're into April, a weekend into April, that is and facing a couple of home series that have a chance to really turn things around if they can build on Sunday's win. That's why you want to put a lot on that game, and at the same time you don't, because, frankly, the Bulldogs are still in a very fragile position, much more fragile than they expected going into the season at this point of the schedule. Because fifth place overall means you're one loss away from probably falling to 12th to 13th, 14th overall. Well, maybe not quite that far because there's some teams really struggling and a couple surprise teams going on. I mean, goodness, did anyone expect Georgia to sweep Florida? Did anyone expect Auburn to take two from LSU, which uh, puts a new spin on Butch Thompson's team coming to Starkville in two weekends and maybe a new spin on what LSU's like. Uh, Early key before we talk Friday about this, win the Friday game. You do that and you have a shot. That's just how it looks to me so far against LSU, but again, we'll talk about that later in the week. As I said, a fragile position, and Coach Lamonis, in fact, did not let his team savor Sunday's win too long and too deeply. As he was quoted afterwards on radio, he said, I challenged them after the game that we can play good baseball, but we have to get consistent. And of all the words you can use about this team this season, consistent has not been one heard often, if at all. But yes, he challenged them and made the point that, yes, you ended your reign of terror by the Razorbacks. You got that win. But what are you going to do with it at this point? I guess the most consistent thing we've seen about the Diamond Dogs so far has been the offense. Oddly enough, I mean, a month ago, would anybody have expected me to be saying that? I certainly didn't expect me to be saying that. But look what they've done in recent weeks as far as power. They're up to, what, 48 home runs now? They had a pair of shots, as I said, that turned the game around in Memphis, and five for the weekend, three of them coming on Sunday, all solos. And, again, they set the tone for the dogs in those games because Arkansas had not been a big hit team. They hit home runs on Friday and Saturday just all out of character, which probably said more about state struggles with the pitching staff. As we've talked about often, even the good pitchers have that one or two offerings they put right down the pipe and somebody hits it a long way in places where a glove can't get to it. Still, an offense that's got 49 home runs in 29 games, yes, this team is on a pace to challenge for the full season record set 24 years ago. Hmm, makes me think. I think I need to go to the roster and see how many Diamond Dogs were even alive when that record was set. Eh, Maybe I can wait later in the season because what happens if the power suddenly turns off? I don't know that it will, because here's where a different sort of inconsistency is showing up. The regular lineup really struggled this weekend. I think they averaged something like 170 for the series, and that includes the game they won. If you hit 171 in an SEC series, you don't expect to do anything but get broomed. Somehow they come away with a victory in that because, again, home runs do offset a lot of things about a low average. 
I've done a little figuring as well. Yeah, don't you just love it when I do that? Well, all right. Just, just ride with me on this one. Beginning with the Georgia series, State has batted just a touch over 300 in their victories. In the losses, including that whole Georgia series, it's 189. That's not the kind of consistency Chris Lamonis wants. And the pitching, oh my goodness. Again, statistics can mean anything you want them to mean. But as best I can tell for this past weekend, the starters had a combined earn run average of nearly 13. That is not a recipe for victory. And by the way, speaking of it, State got a scare because the best starter of the weekend, in some senses, uh, Cade Smith, he took that shot to his face, the deflected ball. He came away, fortunately, with only stitches, and hopefully it doesn't keep him down for very long. Uh, Coach Lamona said he's good. Now, he's good could mean anything, but I imagine he'll still feel a little rotten tomorrow when he shows up for practice. But Cade Smith, and he threw 88 pitches, so you expect him probably to stay on that rotation as far as Sunday. Maybe you could bring him back a little earlier. Maybe you want to bring him back a little earlier, depending on what's going on, because frankly, and again, we'll talk about this Friday also, is it time to start shaking up that rotation? Maybe Preston Johnson, who for the most part pitched a fairly solid few innings in there, and just didn't get the offensive support when there were opportunities to. Arkansas was able to pile on a couple of runs and take charge of the game. Do you leave him in that position as the Friday guy? I think, what, he threw 97 pitches, so maybe he could use an extra day's rest in that regard, but that 97 pitches was in only four innings. Seven runs, all earned, uh, five walks and seven strikeouts. Oh, yeah, five walks. I came up with this little nugget, which will make you feel even worse. State issued more walks this weekend, starters, relievers combined, than Arkansas got hits. Oh, and and a couple of hit-by-batters as well. Now, some of those walks were intentional in the late innings on Sunday. Still, that many free passes, if you're putting guys on base without them having to swing the stick at all and not letting your defense, who had a rough Friday night but came back and played some really good baseball Saturday and Sunday, let them make plays, well, you're digging yourself into a hole. And what's the axiom about the surest way to fall behind is to issue a leadoff walk? That certainly came into play uh, this in the losses at Arkansas. The state simply is just walking too many people. 30 free bases given out. Arkansas just had 23 hits for the whole series, but you don't need to swing the ball, bats much in wins, if you're giving away those passes. You know, Lamonis, he even admitted his frustration. He said, going back to Memphis, he says, I just don't know where that's coming from. They do know what it leads to, though. So what do you do with the rotation at this point? I tend to think you stick with it because – Johnson, again, 97 pitches, but do you want to bring Parker Stinnett back? He only threw 43, so he certainly should be fresh if you want to put him in that Friday role against LSU. And for a while, the kid has been showing some real snap and talent in there. He had a good first inning, and then it all fell apart in the second inning with four runs and three walks. And he's, he's had other games, too, where he's had some control issues. But you balance that against his pure ability and think, if you have him out there on a night that he's on – or a day that he's on, you got a chance to win the game. You know that Johnson's going to just plug away, plug away, and do his part, and Cade Smith coming in on the back end gives you a chance to finish off a series that regard. So 
I don't envy Coach Foxhall making a decision. There is another wild card, although not for this weekend. I don't expect Casey Hunt to be back as far as a starting contender for a while yet. They limited him to 50 pitches and I think 2.1 total innings and threw some against Memphis. That was his first action since February 19th, by the way. And then they got him in there again against Arkansas in one of the defeats. So Hunt is working his way back into contention. And maybe that gives you some choices once you get more into the middle of the season. And especially, think about the Auburn series I mentioned. You know, it starts on Thursday. That's when you start thinking about shifting some things around, depending on how many pitches a guy has to throw in the LSU series on what day. And maybe Hunt's back by then. Certainly you hope he's back and ready to go by the Ole Miss series following and sometime in May. Get him back, and maybe you can think about working around the rotation. At this point, I would expect State to stay with it, although we won't find out for sure until Friday. i also be kind of interested to see who gets the ball against UT Martin on Tuesday. Yes, UT Martin's terrible, but you still got to have somebody go out there and throw the first pitch and start working some people in there, which is what State wanted to do against Memphis. But when the offense didn't score for five innings, you have to ride some guys a little bit longer than you intended, and you're more careful about what relievers you throw out there. No pun intended. So State's just had some ups and downs and some bad luck and just some self-created issues that have kept them from really figuring out a lot about the rotation and the relief role. But maybe we now have that closer. The work that Jackson Fristo did on Sunday And he had some other solid relief appearances in games that didn't go State's way. Maybe now he is the guy you're going to count on as the right-hander coming out to seal things without Stone Simmons to call on this year. I know fans are still frustrated about Pico Khan and Cam Tuller. Well, that's your two lefties, and you got to ride them, although you got a new lefty out there for the first time. Well, no, I think he may have had an inning or two way back in the season, but Cheatham gets out there. You could use any kind of third left-handed option, probably not in a competitive SEC game, but certainly you could use him in these midweek games as well. So we're seeing a few guys get more work out of the bullpen and maybe start contending for larger and different type roles as things develop. But things only develop when you're winning, or at least being competitive. And that's been State's challenge too often in these SEC games. They were competitive on Sunday, so you got a better look at what they had to work with because, again, on Sunday you're down with your starters in rotation to who's available. And they put it together and beat a pretty good team in a hostile environment. So a trend maybe? Well, one game doesn't make a trend, but it sure can make an indicator to a trend. But you got to get those guys run support. And I'm just going through the roster, going through the three box scores and seeing how many dogs went hitless for the weekend. I don't just mean for the games. I mean for the full weekend, had no hits at all. How do you win a game on Sunday? How do you even make it close to competitive? Somehow they were able to. Thank you, Logan Tanner. Thank you, Luke Hancock. Thank you, some other guys who just came through just once. And that, to me is also an indicator of how close state may be. Repeat, may. I'm not walking out on a thin limb and saying they're close to being really good. No, I'm saying they may be close to being competitive, which right now we will take that because you got to start there and build upon it. When you have some guys come through with just working your way on with a walk, getting plunked like they did a few times this weekend, scrambling out for that extra base. That's what is making things possible when the home runs aren't coming in some innings 
you're just having to scratch things out. Uh, what was State's first run in the game two? It was you load the bases on Arkansas pitching, issuing walks and a sack fly. You don't score in a hit, but you scored. And this team will take runs any conceivable way they can get it. Lamonis would just rather they get it by knocking in their teammates, getting those cut singles, bouncing a ball through a drawn-in infield. By the way, Arkansas played just about as much shift as Mississippi State did and with um, good results. So, you know, I have such mixed feelings on the shift, and that's something we don't need to get into a long discussion about today. But, uh, you know, Arkansas made it work, and State made it work several times as well this series after a couple of gaffes with it in previous games. You just – you. You plays the shift, and you takes your chances. Anyway, watching a few of these bullpen bulldogs getting a little sharper, and okay, Arkansas was able to relax late in their wins and not really go all out offensively. It's still encouraging because they could gain some confidence. But will it become consistent? Maybe the only way is to mimic what happened in Sunday's beginning innings. Don't walk the other guys onto base. Don't give up runs in the first and second innings. Don't have to throw 20, 25 pitches in a first or second inning. Offense, don't rely on just a scratched out run here or there. Drive some people in. Start doing that consistently and you have a chance to defend the home field, which is exactly where the Diamond Dogs are about to be for quite a stretch. Nine games, weather permitting, of course are here. Starting with Tennessee Martin, we have the LSU series, Auburn coming in the next weekend, and I have drawn a complete blank on who the non-conference games are around that, but uh, you can certainly look it up yourself. We'll worry about that next week as who state comes down between the two Tiger teams. Of course, LSU, again, they lost at Auburn. Butch Thompson's team looked good in that series offensively. LSU, you know, can still score. Maybe their pitching and defense is still not there. It's a team that Mississippi State simply has to take advantage of. How often have we said that about a Mississippi State Tiger matchup, you know, which for many years has been the definitive rivalry in the SEC West, maybe even the SEC as a whole. Maybe have lost a little bit of luster in recent years, but I think with a new coach down in Baton Rouge, some of that zest will return to it. Certainly LSU ought to be ranked when they come in. Mississippi State will not be in the polls at this point, but they don't care. RPI matters a heck of a lot more than polls, and this homestand is a chance to build up the record, restock that SEC standing, and not least improve your RPI, and that's if the Diamond Dogs bring the right sort of consistency to the home field. That seems like a nice line. I may use that to close out the story to go with this. But you talk about, again... I keep looking at some of the thing, the, the pitching issues. I mentioned all the losses and the walks that were in there and the hit by batters. They still get strikeouts. Mississippi State is still striking out batters and leading the SEC in shooting people down. The difference this past weekend was they gave up a lot of extra base hits. Um, and I mentioned that Arkansas had not been a power-oriented team. Well, they took advantage of it and knocked some balls out the first two evenings and even a couple on Sunday as well. So, again, state pitching is the – what was the word I used the other day? It's feast and famine. They get the strikeouts. They give up the home runs, the big hits. And now they're giving up walks on top of that. Eliminate that and get some guys back in the swing. I go back to the number, the batting average and the wins, as opposed to the batting average and the losses. Sometimes that's too simple, but I think in this case – it really does tell the story. 
score. This We've talked about it so many times. This is a year of offense in the SEC. Go out there and score, and then pitching, you got to throw more strikes, but not grooved strikes. And that, Isn't that the paradox of it? But main thing, quit giving up the lead-up walks because then your defense can't relax and just do what they do. Because And, yes, they had a couple of errors, what, maybe three errors on Friday night. It's still a good, solid defensive team, as they showed at crunch time on Sunday. Goodness, some of those plays they turned to keep that game going. But you've got to get more competitive on the mound, and you've got to do more than just get the home runs offensively. You need to go out there and bat for average as well. Anyway, that's our Monday morning look at the Diamond Dogs. Um, As I said, nine-game homestand coming up, and... It's a chance to take advantage of it. Hopefully good crowds in town for the LSU weekend. I'm not going to get into the debate of should this have been Super Bulldog weekend with the old rival LSU coming in instead of making it the Auburn series, in particular because that's the Easter weekend as well. It actually works out kind of good for me personally because my anniversary will be during the Auburn week, in fact, during the opening game. And Uh, I think Kathy's going to be understanding enough when I say, uh, babe, I have to work on an anniversary. Yeah, I still call what I do work, but uh, you you and I both know it's fun. Anyway, we can debate that, but the fact is the LSU weekend will stand on its own. Auburn weekend, Super Bulldog, spring game. Of course, we're having our reports on Gene's page from practice. Hopefully this weekend, get a chance again to talk to Mike Leach as they start getting into the really serious contact stage of it and some scrimmages as well, we'll be updating on Gene's page also about any public access to practices and scrimmages also. So that's our Monday morning update. Uh, Not really much to overreact to at this point, so we'll dial back on that and just say that thanks for joining us here in the doghouse. This is your host, David Murray, on the Believe Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.